What up, Fatherhoods Nation? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. They've got ill creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and all that. You can make a little paper from your podcast too with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child. This is KGB. What up, it's DJ EFN. And this is Manny Digital. Welcome to the Fatherhood Podcast. <laughs> we should have like a noise when you say Manny Digital. be like C-3PO, R2-D2, noisy. <laughs> right. True. We can find that somewhere. What's going on, fellas? Well, my wife called me out the other day. Oh, Dang. Day. Called you out? <laughs> she called me out. About the podcast? Oh, I already know what we're doing. Uh, kind of, actually, it had something to do with podcast, but it was, it was, um, all right. So, backstory, real quick, is that like her and my son basically have the same gene where they can listen to the same song over and over and over and over and over the again. Same gene? <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's a gene now. It's, it's a gene. Repetitive, right? No problem. Right. So, they've been on uh, the Chaka Damus song Bam Bam, their version of it. Chaka Demons and Players? Yeah, it's got the, the Murder, yeah. She Wrote beat yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like that version. Or so, that. yeah, so my son loves that one, right? And they've been just repeating over and over, and that's fine. I, I like that one, too. So I'm walking into the living room the other night, and she had put that on, but then she put it on, like, a Pandora dance hall playlist as, or just radio or whatever and let it run. Mm. And I'm like, all right, cool. They're doing their thing. And then she stops me. She looks up at me, and she goes... You know, I forget what she said, but it's basically like, why am I the one exposing him to all the music? Aren't you the music guy? <laughs> like, how come you? <laughs> but I thought you were, though. Weren't you? I mean, you do. You have your yeah, moments. Yeah, yeah, but it, she's been taking a little bit more lead on just, like, playing stuff. I, To be honest with you, lately, and maybe for the past year or so, like, when someone will ask me, like, oh, put on something on, like, Apple or Spotify or whatever, I almost blank, blank out. out. It's just yeah. so much of it, and I just can't really remember like what, what to do. Mm. She's like, "Aren't you supposed to?" She's like, "You know, you, you talk about it enough on the on the podcast about you know uh, asking people should they let their kids hear these songs or right. not." She's like, "When are you going to play it for?" Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I understand that though. I think that that blanking out thing uh, it happens to me too, and I think. Oftentimes, people who work within music a lot, sometimes like outside of that realm, they're just like, you're like, you're blanked out. Like you can't think of it. Like as a DJ, people will tell me like to put in the in the gym, like put a playlist on your DJ. I'm like, uh, uh, mm -hmm. uh. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. So I've been totally blanking out on on stuff. Um, I mean, she wasn't like mad, mad. You know, she was just getting on me about it, but. But then it got me thinking. I'm like, damn, I, how, how come I'm not in it? Like getting getting more into it with him because he's definitely at that stage now of wanting to hear things and liking songs and wanting to hear stuff over and over again. But I definitely get blanked out when I'm starting to starting to think of try to think of things to put on, especially on the spot. Now over the weekend, I started making a playlist. Uh, call it Fatherhood's Volume One. Oh, so nice. thank now, you. So now, yeah, now I'm starting. So now I'm starting to weed through it. I started looking through it. This one is mostly kind of 90s based. Um, and I was just basically looking for ones that didn't have the E, the explicit sign right. next to it. And ones that I could just kind of remember like, ah, are they saying anything too crazy or not? But now I'm having to go through like my weed out process. So I'm listening to the other day, like the first song I put on was the Double X Posse. Not going to be able to do it. Remember that mm -hmm. one? Yeah. Yep. Not going to be Classic. able to do it. And I'm like, yeah, he would like that one. And then I 
I come to the point where she's moaning <laughs> and he goes, oh, damn, my gym hat. <laughs> and, I, and I pulled that one off. I'm like, ah, I think we got to <laughs> I don't think he's ready for that one. So long story, then it goes back to basically what we've been asking a lot of our guests. So I'm really struggling. Like I'm going through these songs and I'm hearing things and I'm thinking to myself, damn, am I am I like nitpicking too much in terms of the content? Like, do I, I don't know if I really feel comfortable with, even if it's not explicit, but it's still, I know he's going to be listening and cause he's at that stage where he's definitely listening to a lot of stuff or watching things and it's regurgitating and he's pulling it all in. So I'm, I'm, I'm really having just trying to figure out like what my, what my limit is. It's definitely not the totally unfiltered, but I also don't want to be, um, you know, super, super strict or super safe with it either. You know what, what might be kind of cool to, to introduce, um, kids to certain songs is, you know, in the, in the, the DJ vinyls, we have the, the TV track. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and, you know, and it just has like certain lyrics and it doesn't have all, all the lyrics and it's mostly the instrumental really like maybe, you know, maybe your son's already too old for this, but maybe like, if you know a song is explicit and even, you know, what it's suggesting is kind of bad, but you, you just think the beat is dope and the track overall is dope, maybe getting just instrumentals and TV tracks and just putting them on to the tracks, period, is kind of like a good, you know, introduction to, to songs. Because eventually they're going to hear oh, everything yeah, and they're sure. going to be exposed to everything. So, but, so you kind of want to get a jump on kind of like putting them on to things you kind of like, hoping that they get a similar taste or, you know, right. or at least get, you know, get a good like background in, in certain, you know, genres of music and for hip hop, you know, it's kind of tough. But it, I mean, even if you were to put them on to, to some some rock and stuff, that's saying some crazy shit there, too. Oh, yeah. Across the board. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, can't, even, you can't escape. Yeah. Even what put on sexual healing by Marvin. That's a good beat. Right. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, song. straight up. It sounds sounds very innocent. It's a great right. song. Great. You know? <laughs> Or I'm in love with a girl nearly twice my age. <laughs> or is it a guy? Is it a guy? <laughs> is it a girl? What is, what is he saying in that? That's Shaba, right? One of the two, yeah. <laughs> or flex, time to have sex. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, hopefully they don't really understand the patois and you can get over on that one. That's, I mean, that's that's kind of, yeah. You get the rit- the rhythms and then you have them kind of not really understand what the lyrics are. But I'm, I'm suffering through the same. I've kind of given up, actually. I've put my. I was trying to be bold and strong, like the conversations that we've had with you know different guests, yeah. of like, you know, not filtering, just like, uh, just give them give them the real deal, yeah. and then you know have them react to it. But yo, I'm I, I can't bring myself to doing it. Like I've tried, and and it'll get out. You know, I'll be like gritting my teeth, like going through the song, like, hurry up and finish song, hurry up. But then, <laughs> right before it ends, I'm like, all right, we got to flip this some other shit. And now I find myself like I'm observing my kids and they're moving so far. There's hip hop in it, but it's really just top 40. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's new ways top 40. So like my, my son, he loves like, I don't know if you guys know this kid named Sean Mendez. I heard of him. So he's, I mean, he's a pop kid. He, I think he's my neighbor over here. Sean Mendes. Mendesito. <laughs> but like, he he rides heavy for him. Like, he loves this dude. And I'm like, yo, what? I'm failing, B. I'm really doing a bad job over here. And then the other day, I put on a playlist from Tidal. And it's like a an R&B hip-hop mix. Um, right. And, like, the first joint on there was Montel Jordan, This Is How We Do It. And that joint goes on. That joint has It goes shit. hard. It goes yeah. hard. And, yo, he loves it. So now, like... Oh, but doesn't that song have some explicit oh, shit in it? It does, yeah. but, but it's kind of masked. Cause right. Because it's singing and, you yeah, know. And, yeah, and it flows fast. It's not, right, you right. know what I mean? So my son loves the joint. And, like, Kay, like, your wife and your son, he's been putting that shit on heavy rotation, like, every day. Back to back, like it could be two hours. He just put that same song over and over and over, and he's talking to, like the smart speaker, like Echo. Well, we have an Amazon joint, so he was like, Echo, uh, play. This is how we do it. Every three minutes, he comes. Boom, same shit, same shit. Yeah. So now I'm like, all right, Montel, shut the fuck up already, bro. Next song. <laughs> but it's yo, it's hard. 
It's hard. And you, you, um, K, do you have Apple Music? Yeah, I got Apple Music. And same thing with you, Manny? No, I got Title. Something like, okay, because one thing, and this is going back to like drawing blanks on records. One thing that I found that helped me, especially doing the digital stuff and searching stuff, is just I looked up uh, like playlists that other people created. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it helped me, like, it, it, it helped me, like, remember records like i'll be like oh okay and what about this record what about that you know that wasn't on the playlist but it, it helped me create my own playlist by looking at other people's playlists i mean or you can do old school and i can go through my thirty thousand vinyl and <laughs> right start pulling them apart oh damn i forgot about this record right. yeah yeah i went through some other playlists and was able to remember songs and then start pulling them out and that's helpful so so this is the beginning of the fatherhood's podcast playlist is that what i'm hearing i think that's what we're hearing yeah that's what fire yeah should we have two playlists though should we have the the instrumental playlist (laughs) and the lyric playlist yeah should it be mashed up together um whatever we want Nah, i think i think we should just keep it to one it's already hard enough to get one going but do 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 y'all get what i'm saying or am i too far with the instrumental i like i like the instrumental so I, I like it both because it actually, the at least for me, um, I can I can work and listen to instrumentals mm-hmm. much easier yeah. than I can with lyric songs. So if I like if I wanted to play something in the background while my son was doing homework or something like that, right. I'd probably just play the instrumental version so he could just focus a little bit more. Right. Right. I might be coming from the the parent who has a baby because when. We play just any kind of music. My daughter's reacting to the beats, and she's like bobbing her head now and moving her arm, and and so that's why I could see, you know, just playing instrumentals, and she'll just vibe out and and react to ones that she really likes. Yeah. Now, my son also. I don't know. Sometimes in class they play kids bop. I don't <laughs> know if many of your son has What's come that? back to that. It's where the kids break make. They sing their own versions of popular songs. It's almost like co- it's, covers. It's covers, basically. Yeah. It's it's hard hard to listen to because yeah, it is. It's very. If you appreciate the originals, and then you hear them sing these you know, little kid tunes. Ugh. Yeah. But, but kids, you know, they're smart. Yeah. Whoever did that shit is smart because they're yeah. they're caking. Definitely. So. Is the moral of the story that in our playlist we won't have two live crew and Compton's most wanted? <laughs> if we could find the edited version, just the instrumentals, <laughs> the edited version of Duck Sick from <laughs> Compton's Most Wanted. I don't even know if the instrumental of Hey, We Want Some Pussy is proper because when they finally hear it, you know, they'll be like, Yeah, this is my joy. And people are like, Damn, yeah, you'd be encouraging it on the low. Yeah, Fuck it. I think we should do it anyway. Fuck it. Eventually, it's going to hit them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't think there'll ever be another Hey, We Want Some Pussy in this world. <laughs> I, if you listen to that now, it sounds so tame considering what a normal song these days sounds. <laughs> you think that song yeah. sounds tame now? Yeah. Yeah. Really? I don't know, man. I recite those lyrics. It's pretty crazy. You recite I mean, them and you're like, whoa, E, what am I saying? When I sing, I mean, mean, my girl's looking at me like crazy. I mean, it's graphic and whatnot, but I mean, it's it just seems like more tamer than just the normal stuff that comes out of a regular song these days. Like sometimes I'm at the gym and they're playing shit, and I'm looking around. I'm like, are all these women in here getting upset? (laughs) Yo, that's funny you say that because today at the gym. And it's and it goes with what everything we're talking about. They they'll play records, you know, with crazy shit. And you know, I'm the I'm the guy who, from Drink Champs, so, you know, hip hop DJ guy that shouldn't give a fuck. But I'm looking at at the people like, yo, man, y'all wilding out playing these records. Yeah. Today they were playing, and I mean, this is not a crazy record, but it's it's that new little Dicky record that supposedly is like something with animals or whatever. I haven't um, heard it, but I saw. But it's like shit. it's new. But I'm there. I'm about to you know start working out, and I, and I hear like. You know, sucking from the tit or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm, like, I'm like, yo. And then the people, the 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 coaches, like, no, no, they're talking about animals. You know, it's a metaphor. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you okay? Yeah. You watching Game of Thrones? 
Nah. Come on. Uh, I was going to say, we should do a Game of Thrones fatherhoods episode. <laughs> nah, yeah. I'm late on that one. I've, I've never watched it. Oh, man. Uh, I guess you're never going to watch it then. Cause this well, is you're going to segue into the giant, suck, suckling on a giant? Nah, I, just, <laughs> I actually, I was, I was, and then I was like, ah, I don't want to spoil it for people. But, if, yo, if you haven't seen it by now, bro, bada bing Mm. Yeah. Just gonna, the next episode is going to be crazy. Is that the, the first three hour or two and a half hour joint? The 90 minute joint. 90 yeah. Joint. All right. All right. We'll stop talking about that, Kay, because you're you're not included. Since All right. You... I can I can listen. No, 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 no. Oh, I will say, I mean, in relationship to that, we're never really that um, strict about our TV time, my wife and I, like we like to watch our own adult shit, you know, that's right. inappropriate for kids. But if the kids are around, we kind of just like, all right, fuck it. We'll watch whatever the kids want to watch. But when game of Thrones started back up, everybody get the fuck out, go <laughs> away, go to your rooms, get the, you're not allowed to watch that. No, that's the one time where we're just like, yo, device it up. We don't give a fuck. Take all that shit, go in a corner and knock yourself out. And then we're just there, fucking glued to the TV, watching the shit, because it's that goddamn good. It's serious, man. They don't, they don't try to creep in and and see what's going on. They, they did for a little bit, and they, like my son, he's like the the mis- mischievous one. And then what do we do? I, I threatened him like crazy, like you're never gonna play video games again until you're 21 or some crazy shit like that. And he was like, all right, nah, I'm not doing that shit no more. So that that's all it took. But they know better. Plus. The little ones, they are afraid of so much shit that if they see it, they're afraid to have uh, nightmares. Mm. So that's an easy fix for us. It's like, you're going to have nightmares if you stay here. And we then they're like, all right, we're out. Yeah, we got to be, I don't know. I mean, we don't really have a, we talked about this before. We don't really have an issue with him watching shows and, I mean, his shows, right? Kids shows and, and stuff like that. But from time to time, we definitely have to give him a reminder. My my wife says, uh, "Garbage in, garbage out," meaning obviously the you know the, the stuff that he's watching, it'll start to come back out. So we have to kind of check ourselves sometimes. Like he was, he was watching some some damn show called Fangbone, like this little barbarian kid. Mm. You know, innocent enough, but it was kind of violent, like in retrospect, looking back at it. And, you know, the kids are carrying a sword the whole damn time and trying to slice things and shit. And we're like, eh, maybe we need to give that one a break. And then he came home from school and he had like a free drawing time. And he and do that. So he draws. We're like, we're like, well, this is interesting. What is this? He goes, uh, you know, there was a castle. There was some princess, and then he's got two guards on the side with spears and swords, and you know they look super unhappy and <laughs> like frowning. He usually draws like really happy scenes and shit. Uh, <laughs> we're like, I thought he was like, coming. What? We're like what? We're like what is this? I thought he was <laughs> like, coming with like a decapitated head, kid holding it in his hand. It could. It could have. Sounds been. like Game it, of Thrones. It could have been like that. So we had to we had to put the kibosh on Fangbone. It's like all right, see now. Now, so it's basically like this is your free time yeah. to like draw, and this is what was in your head, and it was not a very like happy scenario, right? And it's coming, so it's a good, good reminder of like, all right, we got to really pay attention to, yeah, to what, what he's thinking. He's yeah. Do 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 either of you play uh any video games like Call of Duty or anything? I do. Nah, not me. You play Call of Duty? Nah, not Call of Duty. I played NBA 2K19. Okay, well, it's not the same thing. I was going to say, <laughs> uh, uh, the only game I play is Call of Duty with, with some friends of mine. We play live. But uh, m- my daughter sometimes, I try not to, but every so often she'll be there when I'll play a game. And I, and it's pretty, it's pretty, it's you know, nice. yeah, it's it's violent as shit. And I'm just like, oof, I don't know if this is good for her to, like, take in. You know, we got the big screen TV, and she's looking up, and it's, like, blood splattering. And, blah, 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 blah. and the shit sounds mad legit, and knives, and you're fucking throwing hatchets at people. And I'm like, I, I don't know, you know. This is how little murderers are born. I, I would feel bad. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't, I, don't, I, have, I don't do it often. It may be once in a blue moon if I, like, really need a fix, but... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe I shouldn't do it at all. 
my son plays a game called so he I gave him my old Xbox One, and I keep my PS4. That's my my pride and joy. So right. on the, on the Xbox, he's playing um this game called Plants vs Zombies, and it's basically think of like uh, the plant from Little Shop of Horrors, right? Whatever the Venus flytrap, I think is what it's called. So that joint just runs around like eating people, eating other plants and shit, and they're shooting like pellets or whatever at each other it's not like bullets or goriness but but that's kind of it's like a low level call of duty is how it's mapped out yo he's addicted the kid is like you can't tell him shit he'll be there for three hours and then you you threaten him with anything he's good if you say anything about removing that game rap city he goes nuts and you wonder why all the tech guys don't let their children have any screen time and send them to Waldorf school. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? I heard that um, that Steve Jobs, rest in peace, didn't allow his kids to mess with any of the devices that he produced. Oh, yeah. No, it's, well do- it's well documented that uh, the majority of like the Silicon Valley tech people, they know that it does something to kids' brains, and they will not let them have any screen time at home and they send them to the uh, the schools the waldorf schools where in waldorf you're not allowed any kind of plastic toy no electronic toys no screen none of that kind of stuff wow what kind so of school is this i don't, I don't it's called know. a it's called a waldorf school and these super are, ex, super expensive private school but they're all over the place yeah they have them all over the place I th- when you said that i thought you was making like fun of uh, harry potter I thought it was yeah. some Harry Potter school type shit. No, no, no. This they is, also uh, teach them magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm yeah. Ge- and I'm and I'm doing a generalization, right? Not every single, but yeah, but yeah. it's but it's been documented that like a good majority of folks in the silicon tech industry, they will not like Steve Jobs won't let their kids mess with any of the now, stuff that now, they're doing. Let me ask you this: Do you think it's because they're so wealthy? It it doesn't matter because their kids are going to be set up anyways. Because think about it, like if these kids don't don't have the know-how to deal with techno- modern technology, how are they going to survive in the world? I think they introduce. I mean, I, I think we're talking about a certain age. I don't know if how. Okay. I don't know how what the cutoff is, but I think in terms of young children, um, not allowing any of that stuff. I like to I like to get research on that because. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I worked in Silicon Valley for a while. I'd never heard that before, so I probably wasn't plugged into the right people. Shame on me. And again, it might be the <laughs> might be the upper echelon folks, you know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah. damn, I didn't. My network is not that deep. <laughs> I don't think they let you into that party. Nah, I wasn't in there. You Thank- wasn't in the Illuminati of the Silicon Valley. <laughs> I was just about to say, we got one percent of K over here. He got all the <laughs> details. Yeah. You weren't brunching with Bill Gates when you were out there? Nah, I missed that boat, oh, man. <laughs> Come on, this is Harry Potter's cousin over here. <laughs> keep, keep Keeping in stride with technology. So uh, I recently... Are y'all familiar with mesh networks? Does that make any sense to you? Uh, All right, I'll, I'll, I'll dumb it down. So you know your Wi-Fi network in your house usually comes right. out of some modem and it's projecting a Wi-Fi signal, right? Got So... I mean, I had my standard shit from my, you know, internet service provider that they gave me or whatever. So I I was having some issues uh, with my TV here. So it wasn't casting things at a high resolution. So one day I just got pissed off and I was like, yo, something's, I'm, I'm going to swap out my entire shit. So I called my buddy, shout out, by the way, shout out to Nick, my homeboy Nick. Um, I've known him since I was in kindergarten. He happened to now move right next to where I live, which is crazy. Thanks, but, Nick. Yeah. So I, I text him. I'm like, yo, what do you think I should do about this situation? And I explained it to him. And he was like, yo, just go get this. Um, It's called Orbi from Netgear. And basically what it is, it's like three, uh, I don't know, call them modems or whatever, b- devices that map to each other. And it was a real easy thing to put on. I got it at Costco. Found it on the low over there. Not to be confused with an extender, right? Correct. It's not an extender. No, no. Okay. No. These are ultimately they are three independent modems that you can sync together. Is how you can. But using your the signal you're getting already from your provider. Right. So I keep I basically turned off anything from that modem that projected a Wi-Fi signal. We might huh. be getting really geeky here, but 
uh, there's a good point to this. I, I'll, I'll get to it soon. So, so they I said convert to next, their own next child. episode. <laughs> <laughs> the robots are taking over. <laughs> to be continued. Now, so I set it up. Now every spot in my house is like uh, maxed out as far as um, Wi-Fi signal goes. So there's not a dead spot anywhere, and everything is streaming perfectly. But the cool shit is, it gives me the opportunity to shut off Wi-Fi from any device independently that I want. So when my kids are acting a fool, like my daughter, for instance, I tried it out on her to see if she went nuts. I turned off her device, and what it does is it gives them like a sin- signal on their on their screen, and it says, "Your your your connection has been paused." Oh shit! <laughs> Yo, it's the f- most fun shit. They couldn't just go five G or four G or whatever if they wanted to. Nah, they can't connect to shit because I literally just paused their device that they're working on. So I could I could just. And, so, and uh, I, I can control apps also. So it'll let me, like, shut down particular apps so they can't That access. sounds really crazy, man. No, How does it get that specific how does it device? Bi- how does it bypass the cellular Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, they don't have that. They don't, oh. they don't have that. No, well, no, no. see, bro, you got to... Come I did on, not, man. E, I wasn't understanding you, bro. I said 4G, 5G, what do you want me to say? No, 16? okay, your English is not very good looking, bro. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> okay, Platano.com. <laughs> Shit. Anyway, all of that to say, I have more power now over these little motherfuckers, and it's fun. So there you go. In case you want to control your kids, well, you need to habits. send us the link to that because I'm having Wi-Fi issues in the crib. Yeah, so. I'll, I'll pop that over to you for sure. And on that note, let's talk about Mother's Day. Yeah. Well, that's right. We, we're in the season. But that's right. Why, why? Why should we? Why don't we just invite our guests and let's uh, let's get right into it, shall we? Yep, let's do it. All right, so this is going to be our first guest going into May and repping for for the ladies, for the mothers out there. We have the legendary, the incomparable Moni Love is in the building. Can we get some cries? Some baby cries. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, I'll add more sound effects in in editing. (laughs) Moni, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just had, you know, I didn't just have my, my girl had, but I have a about to be one year old daughter. Yeah. The time just, I remember when she, your, your, your lady was still carrying her like, yeah. and now she's going to be one. That's like yes, she's about to be so one quickly. In, right now, right around the corner. Yeah. Right. And yeah, man. Kay had, how's, how's, uh, Kai? He's, uh, six. He'll be, he'll be seven in, uh, in August. And, okay. and. The football team over here with Manny Digital, you know, Dominicans, they, they, they got to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Manny! I got, I, got a, I got a three-pack over here, a three-year-old daughter, okay. I got a five-year-old son, and then I got a 12-year-old daughter. Yes, man. Yeah. Hip, hip, hip-hop is family. Hip-hop is family. Yeah, for sure. So, I'm, tr- I'm trying to get a pair, pair of twins in the deal as well, but my wife's This guy, he's it. wild. He doesn't want to stop. <laughs> He must represent <laughs> Moni. So, so give us like a breakdown of your family dynamic and what you got going on as far as kids. And okay, I got four in total, but they're like, I'm almost done with the grooming. I only have two left in grade school. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> One has completely finished everything, college, the, the work. She's 28. She has my first uh, grandchild. So I have my grand boy is. Um, seventeen months. Wow! Wow! Congrats! Yeah, yeah. Congrats. <clears throat> yeah. So there's there's her and there's her husband. Then then there's him, and then there's uh, I have one that's the daughter that's in college now. She's uh, a senior. She's about to be twenty two, and then I have a sixteen year old son um, in high school, and then I have an eleven year old daughter that's about to start middle school, and that's my breakdown. Mm. And what's what's the fa- family dynamic? Um, if you don't mind anything, you don't want to talk about. You don't have to, but like with the with the fathers involved or or, or whatnot. Oh well, but my my older two daughters, they're from my first marriage. Come on now, you know I'm transparent when it comes to you. We're family. This is you know what I'm saying. <laughs> We're having a family conversation right now. Like, what am I going to be like? Oh no, you know, let's send a fact on what you on what you can ask me, what you can't ask me. Like, for real, like, hey, no, but, we're not but, doing but, that. but you could, and we wouldn't judge you for it. So don't, right, right. Don't, don't yeah, feel yeah, each their own. Each their own. Listen, 
he got pictures of me drunk uh, on stage looking crazy that could easily be used as blackmail pictures. So I wouldn't, I'm not even, I wouldn't <laughs> even know you were drunk, to be honest with you. You look completely sober. <laughs> so I got... Um, the, the, the girls, the older girls, uh, from my first marriage. I was married for uh, 10 years, no, nine years, nine years, uh, first marriage. My, um, and then the second two, uh, my son is from my second marriage. Um, I'm not married right now, so, you know, put together the in-between work. Hmm. Um, and then my youngest is, uh, was my latest relationship. Um, she's 11 now. That involved Miami and Patron, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> did you say Miami and Patron? She sure did. Yeah. The winning combination. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Please, please tell <laughs> me that. That's a breakdown. Please tell me that your youngest has some sort of Latino alcohol beverage type of. I don't want you to share it, but I'm hoping that that creativity came about. <laughs> She's the MC. That's crazy. <laughs> She's the she's the MC. That's the one. She's oh, the she's the dope. MC. Yeah, that's, that's Neo. Dope. That's oh, dope. That's crazy. When you had your yeah, when you had your first daughter, were you, I guess, time frame wise, was it when you were kind of in full blown recording yeah, career? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You got you got good mental mathematics going on. Yeah, absolutely. She was the one that was thrusted in the middle of the the um from the onset. Like I was plane hopping everywhere uh, when I was pregnant with her, plane hopping and doing TV and promotional shows and on tour. I was on tour with Belva DeVoke, Sweat and Johnny Gill um, hmm. until I was like seven months with wow. her. Like she was the, she, the 28 year old was the one that was like thrusted in the middle of everything. Wow. Like yeah. she could, she, she could actually, if she wanted to really be extra and braggy, she could be like, oh yeah, I was on, I was on the Arsenio Hall show, uh, seven <laughs> months in, seven months in vitro, you know? <laughs> to be specific. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, that's the one that was in the middle of everything. How did that change your career? If it did at all, when she was born, did, I mean, um, well, when I was pregnant with her, it didn't change it at all because the work was still all being done. The, the right. album was already done, and you know, it was it was me flying everywhere, uh, back and forth to London and Europe and <clears throat> and the states and stuff, doing promotion and stuff for that album. And it didn't hurt it none because that album got two Grammy nominations. So, you know, it was it was that was definitely a good run. Second album. Um, didn't do as good as the first album. I still traveled a lot though and did a hell of a lot of shows. And that was the second album was actually when I got to work with Prince because he did uh, production on the on my second album. Mm. We were, I was on Warner Brothers and so was he at the time. And the exchange was he wanted me to write raps for Carmen Electra, who was his protege and his oh, partner. Shit. Wow. And so yeah, so the exchange was I write her album. He produces about three or four songs for my album. Sure. He's an exchange. Wow. You know, but then I get paying, you know, and I get a little dough for it. So I practic practically moved out to Paisley Park um, again with that baby because I wasn't pregnant with her anymore, but she was, you know, a baby. So right. she had to come with me everywhere, her and her dad, because we were married. So I practically moved out to Paisley Park for like three months uh, to work on the Carmen Electra album. So that first child was thrusted in the midst of so much, so much. She um she inherited a lot of stuff without even really trying. And right. she's very much uh that, that twenty eight year old, she's very much a she's a songwriter. Hmm. And she's but she's very but she's adaptive a business head also. Oh dope. Is it is that and I'm thinking that, it's probably because yeah. Sorry, is that what she's pursuing? Like music business type of career? Oh no, she's been she's been writing songs and getting placements. She's like okay. uh she. Yeah, she's she's not the um, I'm going to be in front of the camera. I'm the artist. Blah blah blah. She kind of has taken the approach where she's like, let me let me. Get, it's like she's worn a chapel all by herself. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> she decided to take that route. So she works um, out of a few studios here in Atlanta. Uh, one predominantly 
by that's owned by a guy named Ko Cates, who used to be like the main producer over at uh, Grand Hustle when uh, Ti had the whole Grand Hustle uh, empire was brand new. Mm. One of the in-house producers, who actually is one of my kids' godfathers, he has his entire whole studio set up, and they do a lot of um, TV uh, soundtrack work and placement on other artists worldwide um a lot of european artists and stuff like that pop field and stuff like that and she's she's one of the in-house uh songwriters over there so that's pretty much the approach that she took which cracks me up because i say because i can pull up pictures of me holding her standing next to karis one like she's just a lot of crazy ass pictures like that Um, she's got a picture with prince well we'll be Prince took her from me when I had to go on stage. I don't. I didn't take a picture of that. Uh, when we were in Wembley in England, it was during the time I was writing for Tom and Electra, and he had a string of shows in Wembley in London. So I thought we were just going to break, and then she'd come back from London, and then we'd resume. Oh no! Everybody had to pack up and fly to London with him to continue working. Wow! Like that man is a beast. Damn. He was a beast. Like, I'm thinking, okay, he got, like, five shows in Wembley in London, so I'm going to fly back to New York with my little family, and when he gets back from London, we'll resume and Paisley Park and pick up where we left off. Nope. He made all the musicians pack up all his instruments, guitars, everything. He made um, his uh, his tailor that has, like, a there's a tailor room, like a whole dressmaking room, like a whole costume room at Paisley Park. He made that person pack up and bring all the silks and materials and everything and sewing machines and everything to England to continue making his costumes and stuff for on stage. I had to pack up my little family and go to London. Also, he had us all staying in the same hotel. This man from furniture in. Mate took wow. all the furniture out of his like hotel. Like circus and shit. <laughs> and, furnished, and furnished his room with his own furniture he had flown in from, from Paisley Club. Wow. Flew his chef in and then booked a block out of studio time. So every night after his show at Wembley, we would go to the studio and continue recording both Common Electra's album and the songs that he was working on for my album. The work did not stop. Shit. Did your baby, did your baby come to the studio with you in the, in the nighttime? Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. yeah. And then what I was saying is while we were there, one of the nights at the shows at Wembley, he was like, I want you to come on stage and kick 16 bars. Mm. When we do this song right here, there's, there's, I think it was like Diamonds and Pearls or something. He was like, all right, when the breakdown comes in, come on stage and kick 16 bars. I don't care what you say, just do it. Mm. How'd that go? I was like, okay. Well, as I was walking on the stage, he took my baby from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll hold that. Go kick your 16. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I, as I was walking on the stage, she's like, here, give it to me. Wow. That's dope. And he stood at the side of the stage with her on his hip watching me kick 16 bars. <laughs> That's dope for her. Like, stories to yeah. tell her. That's dope. There's so- a million of these stories that I can tell her. So the crazy thing is, in her adult life, when she goes places, sometimes she has people walk up to her a Ralph McDaniels or, you know, a Big Daddy Kane. And they'll say stuff to her like, I remember you. You were, And she'll be standing there smiling with this stupid smile on her face. <laughs> and in her head, she's saying to her, and in her head, she's saying to herself, I don't remember right. you. Right, right, but right. Everybody remembers her. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? It's the funniest thing to watch it happen. So, Moni, this being a Mother's Day episode, I'm curious, um, and, and specifically as you a mom, but like the engagement with, with the different fathers of, of your children, has that, mm-hmm. has that been generally a positive relationship? Cause I mean, there's a, there's a lot of dynamics here across the, the various children. How have you been right. able to maintain and manage, you know, hopefully in partnership with these different dads? Well, it's a good question. What really comes into play first and foremost is the unit that I set up for them under my roof. So there's, it's it's very tight. It's a very tight unit under mama, first of all. Right. So therefore, they all they all know themselves, and they know all they all know each other as family. There's none of this half brother half sister bullshit. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to say that? Of yeah. course. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's none of there's <laughs> there's none of that. You know what I'm saying? There. That's my sister. 
that's my little brother, that's my little sister, that's my older sister, whatever, because they all come from me. So now that we have that established, <laughs> the older girls uh, maintain a very good relationship with their dad. Mm-hmm. They're very close. Um, they they have a they have a functioning and fluent uh, relationship. They have. The older, these are the two older girls from my first marriage. They have three siblings from their father's mm. uh, second marriage, and they're all they're all uh, like eleven and younger. There's three of them, and they're all very close, very close. They visit each other when you know my daughter will go to New York, or her dad will come here, or my other daughter will go to New York, or sometimes the two girls will fly to New York together. It's very functioning, it's very fluent, and it's it's there's no catch up. And, and there's no gaps. You know what I'm saying? Like when people don't put insurance on, they call for six months. There's no, you know, you know, there's no lapses. You know what I'm saying? None, 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 none. Okay. It's very tight and it's very fluent. So that's the older girls with, with, with their dad, which is beautiful. Now, my son from my second marriage, um, that, that, unfortunately, you can't have everything pan out as beautifully as the first situation. And so the second situation, they have um, a, a relationship through his grandmother. She's pretty much the buffer that has helped to uh, establish some type of communication and an and ongoing uh, line of communication with them. He's not, he's, he's not as mature as the girl's dad, my, the older girl's dad, you know, he has, and, and it's nothing personal either. He just got, he got issues in his own life, yeah. much less how he's going to function with anybody else's. So, you know, but the good news is because of that foundation that I explained in the beginning that set forth first in which the children know themselves, they know their unit and they know each other. Um, that gives them their sense of their strong sense of, um, confidence, self-esteem, comfortability, and um, their moral structure. Yeah. So my son doesn't fall short based off of, you know, wherever his father falls short. My, my son's just like on some, I'm ready to, I'm, I'm cool to be open and allow him to have a line of communication with me. But, you know, I'm not dependent on it because I'm cool. Right. He, yeah, he, he wants for nothing, I guess, in that department because he's very confident with the foundation you guys have established. Exactly. However, his heart's big enough and has room for if you if you want to be cool and, and be in touch with me and ask me about how I'm doing in football and check on my grades and, you know, I'm I'm open to it. That's basically my son's attitude. That's dope. I mean, it's it's tough. I can, I can relate to some degree because I, I have a – a stepdaughter and and very similar to you my wife's approach is very much the same it's like yeah there's you know there's none of that half brother half sister shit in this house it's like everybody's one and we're all a tight unit right exactly but but that is kind of it's it's a similar dynamic like that her dad isn't really in the picture but the grandma is kind of the glue there to try to have some semblance of a relationship with that side of things but exactly and then because and because of the way that you raise your kid at home allows them to have a heart big enough where they're not like, no, I don't want to talk to him. And that my son's cool with it. He's like, all right, cool. You know? Yeah. I mean, we want to call me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. We actually like, especially me, like I'm always pushing her, my, my eldest daughter, my, my, I don't even call her my stepdaughter. I just say my oldest daughter, but like, I'm, I'm always of the, of the mind that like, yo, your, your biological father, you you got to have a place for him. Whether or not he accepts to be in that place, that's a whole different story. But you you can't right. be like, nah, mm-hmm. screw that dude, because that yo, that's your blood. One day, eventually, right. I hope you know they do have some sort of relationship. But I'm not the type that's gonna be like, nah, fuck that shit, nah, cause right. But y'all created the foundation, and y'all created that tribe. That, right. You know, it, it makes him feel comfortable and confident that whenever that time comes, he he's good. You know. Right. Exactly, and, and that's exactly it. And then the smaller one, her father and I didn't work out. Um, we never married, but he's very much. She, uh, that line of communication is is so constant and fluent and tight that it's like um, every day, it's like you know how she do. Is she all right? Everything cool? Da, da, da. Or if she's on Fortnite or she's playing, you know, <laughs> she shouldn't be playing Call of Duty. She does. 
And then she'll call him and be like, I got fucking fucking eye kill. I'm killing it right now. And blah, blah, blah. You know. <clears throat> so he he knows what goes on with her at all times. And um, he flies into town on, you know, for her birthdays and things like that. Um, so there's no, again, there's no lapse in their relationship. So I managed to have, it, the, the situations are slightly different between each uh, my first two daughters, and then my son and his father, and then my daughter and her father. There's definitely some differences in the dynamics with each one and their and their father, but for the most part, there's a level of um, there's a functioning level that it, it moves. You know, it moves, and it, it moves in a positive manner. And my role in the whole thing is just to make sure that they're cool because I'm very good at. I'm very good at making it clear that it's not about me. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm I'm real I'm real smooth with that. This isn't about me. This is about her relationship with her father. This is relationship with his father and the two older girls. Relationship with their father. This is about you guys. This is very little to do with me because I don't have to deal with no fucking body. Mm. Per, per, you know, personally, good, bad, or indifferent. Right. Uh, to, you know, what, whatever happened with me and and each of your fathers is, is past tense. So moving forward, it's about you guys. So I have to make sure that I lay a nice little foundation and, 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 and carpet that's smooth enough to accommodate whatever you guys need it to accommodate hmm. for your relationships mm-hmm. with your respective fathers. That's, that's my job. And, and you, I mean, you've been able to manage your career, you know, from the heights to, to kind of where you are now, all in the public eye. How have you been able to do that? Because, I mean, having one child is difficult, right? I mean, you've been able to do that pretty effectively with four. Yeah, how, how have you been able to do it? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I think I just have a really good... I just have really good energy and a, and a, and a lust for life and nothing, I take nothing for granted and I don't carry over disappointments and negative stuff from, from yesterday to the next day. I kind of leave it where it was and then start fresh each day. If I have any, you know, if I have a business let down or I didn't get something I wanted to do or, you know, somebody canceled on me in a meeting, just, it could be tiny things. It could be big things. I think my general attitude with myself is I have a ridiculously positive vibe and approach to life. And it's almost on the level of, you know, I believe the impossible can happen every day. Like, I'm going to get this deal. I'm going to walk out of this house with my baby on my hip. I'm going to drop her off at daycare. And then I'm going to, you know, can I please tell you, when I was pregnant with my daughter that's now 11, I drove from Philly to uh, the Sirius XM building in D.C., and and um, I was heavily pregnant and sat down. I had a meeting with the program director up there, and that's how I got my show signed, sealed, and delivered. Ladies' first show that ran from 2008 until 2015 on Backspin. Wow. And then after the meeting, I went to Ben's Chili Bowl, and I had a chili dog. <laughs> <laughs> of course, because that's what anybody would do. Exactly. But that just that that just kind of gives you an example of my grind. It's almost like I never saw being a mother in any way, shape or form as being an obstacle, even if perhaps for the other person looking at me in their mind is like, what is this pregnant girl trying to do? To me, it just never even the thought never occurred to me that I would be um, passed over or potentially discriminated against in the work in any work field that I wanted to work in entertainment or whatever, because I was pregnant. I just never, the thought never crossed my mind. And I think I eluded that attitude. I I think I exuded that attitude so much that I got pretty much whatever I went after kids Mm -hmm. or no kids. But there had to be times where you felt a lack of energy or inspiration is, was there ever like, how did you, find the energy and the time and the inspiration to, to maintain all these years? No, never been a time because before the kids, you know, you just, you're, you're doing it cause that's just your grind and you're happy and you're, 
experiencing new things. When the kids come, it's a brand new level of grind because it's no, I need another to mouth to feed. Sure right. I, yeah, yeah. You guys, another mouth. I need to make sure this kids are right. I need to make sure that I do what I need to do so I can set this up so that my kids are straight. It's a kind of whole different level of grind. And you want to be an inspiration to your kids as well. So that's also, you know, and exactly. that helps inspire you to be to be their inspiration. Absolutely. And then they see that. They right. see that. So they. So then that makes them become of that same thread. Okay, you, you, you had a question? Yeah, I was just going to say, what, what what do you think makes a good father, Moni? Oh, man. Um, airtime, man. Airtime. Air uh, um, especially, like, some fathers think that because whatever didn't work out between them and the mother and they perhaps are living in a different state or city or whatever to where the child and their mother lives, that it's like uh, a lot of fathers kind of defeat themselves. At, at that point, like, well, I'm not there anyway, so what does mm. it matter? Nah, dude, like, the airtime m- means everything. You give that kid some some airtime to talk all the foolishness that they want to talk about that that's, doesn't make sense and sounds stupid, and you just give <laughs> and you just give them that airtime. It means the most. I see it all the time with my 11 year old. She says that she says some of the craziest stuff to her lover, talking <laughs> about the craziest stuff, and then she'll sit there and talk about this week's episode of Blackish or whatever, mm. you know. And <laughs> he'll he'll listen to her, you know what I mean? He'll listen to her and chuckle and stuff like that. And I mean, so I really think that time that God's given their kids time, whether it's you're actually physically there and you're busy and your kid is like. Dad, can you just listen to this? Like, she'll ask me to listen to rocks. And a lot of times I wave her, like, come on, kid, guy. Like, you know, but then sometimes I kick myself and I'm like, I got to listen to this rock. I got I to gotta listen to this rock because she, uh, you know, she she does this. And she'll be like, listen to this beat that I just did. And she, cause she makes beats on my garage band. Oh, so I'm like, all right. Yeah. So I got to, I, I, I have to do it. So her dad given her ear time. He's not here. I am here. But a lot of times I, sw- I wave her, swat her like a bug. Like, no, I don't want to listen to that right now. And so I have to kick myself and I'll be like, no, I don't listen. Let me listen to it. Uh, listen to this beat that I just did. Listen to this rhyme that I just wrote and stuff like that. And I have to do it. I have to do it sometimes because it's small, but it really means the world to her. How how do you like- see the landscape of, of like, you know, artists nowadays and how they interact with, with their kids? Like, is it? something that you can compare to like when you were coming up do you notice anything substantial in the way parenting was done in the in the culture prior you know when you were coming up versus today i think a lot more folks are willing to uh no not a lot more i think yeah it is a lot more with the with the explosion with with the viral explosion happening and this um in your face a surge of social network platforms and so on and so forth. It's easy to let your kids get caught up in that. And and a lot more parents do it now because it wasn't available. Mm-hmm. You, right. you couldn't do it back in the days. Even if you wanted to, you couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? So now uh, there, there are a lot more parents that will allow social, social network platform uh, access to their kids, which I think can be crazy uh, in this day and age. Um, I, my older girls, of course, they got social network platforms. My son, he's 16, he has one. And um, my 11-year-old has asked several times, and I've told her no. Mm. I've told her no. She can't have, because I also gauge it on, the, on, on who the kid is and the kid's personality. And she is, she is, um, she's a special kid, man. She's electric. She's like a light. Switch her on, and she just illuminates. And she's kind of like, she's a little bit too much to be on social uh, network platforms so young in this day and age with the way that people talk crazy to people yeah. that are adults on social network platforms. And you know what I'm saying? I'm a resident alien. If I get arrested for something, for, for uh, I'll, I'll get kicked out of the country. So mm-hmm. I can't afford for that to happen. 
All I need to do is let my kid be on social network platform. Somebody say something crazy to my kid. It's, right. it's a wrap. It's you know what I'm saying? It's a wrap. And, and E, you know me. I'm not rah-rah. I'm not a thug. I'm not any of these things. But I am... I am any animal, any animal show that you can watch on Animal Planet of when cubs are attacked, okay, and what the, um, and what the mother does, okay. I'm absolutely that, and so in order to make sure that I don't have to cross paths with ICE for them to come to my house, arrest me, and kick me out the country because I done did something crazy, I need to keep my 11 year old off of social network platforms. <laughs> What about the and, and filtering that, of music? Yo, I'm so glad you guys got to that in the house, in the car, wherever. It's hard. That's yeah, that's a hardest. reoccurring thing oh here. Oh, my God. That we talk about. That's so hard. I, oh, my God. It's an uphill battle. It's so difficult. And I'm always talking about it in the car with her because I'm just like, she likes to take my phone and be DJ in the car yeah. with my streaming services on my phone. She, she'll be like, can I do the music in the car? And I'll be like, oh, God. Like, I hate when she does the music on my phone because it's <laughs> just horrible. Oh, this is the 11-year-old like, you're talking about? Yes, yes. <laughs> So sometimes I got to just bite my lip and be like, all right. And then she takes my phone and it's horrible. <laughs> and I have to keep in the middle of songs. I'm like, all right, you got to change this. <laughs> she put another song on. And then in the middle of that, I'm like, all right, you got to get this off of you. Like, I can't. Like, yeah. And then, and there's been those times when I got, when I have my people on or something and she'll be like, see, they're cursing in this. Yeah. They're cursing in this. He's cursing in this. And, I, and it's like, you know what? Like, you're right. And they are. Okay. Just shut up and when listen. Actually, <laughs> no, but, when, but when I actually studied, I did like a little study by myself in the car where I listened to the rate of cursing in the dirtiest, toughest talking dudes of the 90s mm. uh, in comparison to what we're listening to now. And it's still not as much. Wow. I would have I assumed the different, that it was different, but you're saying, damn. I got to pay no, attention more, to that. There, there, there was more, more lyrical dexterity in the 90s. Yeah, with, yeah. You know, now that, so. that it's, sure. it's repetitive and I think, and language. I think that, and, I think that's, <laughs> and I think that's what it is. It's not that the language wasn't bad then, you know, in the tough-talking groups and tough-talking gangster era and all of that. It's definitely diabolical cursing. But I think what it is is they're using cursing in sentences to accentuate whatever point they're trying to bring across. Right, right. Now, it's just, I'm just saying... Filth, Florence, filth, Florence, filth, just to be saying it. <laughs> that's, that's Eddie Murphy. That's an Eddie Murphy reference. To, exactly. To yes. you young listeners yes. out there. <laughs> yes, that's what Eddie Murphy. Uh, what was he? Who was he mimicking? Bill Cosby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Filth, Florence, yeah, filth, Florence. Yeah, that was filth, Florence, filth. Yeah. And so, and so, so when I did that little experiment to myself, I was like, the curse it because like come on now talk like sex coochie rap it's disgusting right it's close <laughs> we were saying two live crew hell, though. oh my god <laughs> same thing with two live crew yeah you know what i'm saying but it's like they were using their curses within their sentences it's like they had other words right do you right. know what i mean it's like now it's like they're just saying the words like damn near back to back. Cause yeah, they I might just be like, fuck like, that right. shit, fuck that shit, fuck that shit, fuck that shit, fuck that shit. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> right exactly. I, I told her, I was like, I can sit through, I can sit through a song where they say F here or F there or whatever. I can sit through that, Lacey. And I know that you're not going to go use these words. So that, you know, I can do it. But I'll, but it'll be every three seconds. And I'll be like, I can't do it, Lacey. I can't, I can't do it. You know, take this off. I can't do it. But it's all, and you said your your youngest is eleven, right? Yeah. So like, you know, me having a twelve year old, I feel like there is that place where you kind of have to start to give a little bit of yourself as a parent and give them opportunities to earn that trust, right? Where you know right. that they'll listen to certain things or do certain things, but it won't impact who you want them to be or who you expect them to be. And so, like, I, ch I find myself always conflicted with that because, again, same same thing that you just went through, but more so in the vein of, like, um, sexually explicit stuff because I don't want her knowing none too. of that shit. Exactly. And that, and that too. And yeah. that, oh, my God, we had a huge arc. I had a huge bad moment in the car 
with 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 please me and she had headphones on and I could hear that shit through the headphones. They wasn't even loud. I was like I was like, Are you playing please me in the headphones? <laughs> I was drive I was driving and turned my music down. See that's how sharp I am. <laughs> I turned my music I turned my music down and said to her in the mirror, I tapped my ears and she moved the headphones from her ear. I said, Are you listening to please me? She was like, Yeah. <laughs> I was like, turn that off right now. <laughs> turn that off right now. I was like, I don't ever want to hear you listening to that again. And she was like, I didn't know, Mom. It's on shuffle. And that song just came on. I was like, it doesn't take, it doesn't, you're already, you're damn near halfway through the song. It doesn't take more than a couple of seconds for you to figure out that that song is inappropriate right, for you. Right. Okay? So the next time I ever hear you playing Please Me, in ever again, I'm taking your iPad and I'm taking your uh, your headphones and you won't get none of that back. Okay? Did I don't eye, care if it's shuffle. Did her eyes open up crazy? Like that that's like the worst thing in the world, right? Oh my god, yeah, you should have yeah. seen me. I look like I saw ten heads <laughs> on one body. It was bad. Like it was really bad. And then I, I questioned myself because I said to myself, I follow Cardi B on um, Instagram. I like a lot of her pictures. I like a lot of stuff. But it's like I gotta draw the line when it comes to my daughters because there's stuff that 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 Cardi does that's okay. It's cool for Cardi, and it's it's so it's cool for you. But that's not cool for none of my daughters. Mm. Okay, because any one of my daughters I see shaking ass. My my whole foot is going to be up there. <laughs> you, you just remind you know what I'm see, saying? And you seen that video of that huh? girl shaking her ass and the mom walking in on her, or the grandma whooping her ass? Yeah, no. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Prime example. Prime prime example. You know, and it's and it's and it's crazy because I do like Cardi, but it's kind of like I don't know. I kind of treat it like. I'll sit down and I'll watch a good movie like Death Wish or something like that, but I'm not trying to be involved in no vigilante shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? So I, I kind of treat it the same way where it's like, but personally, I don't listen. I, I can, I'm not really into the more sexually explicit stuff that Cardi does. Like the fun shit was cool. To, you know, I like it like that. And that type of stuff is cool to me. And me and me and my daughter will sing along or whatever. And, that type of stuff is fun and it's cool for me. But the whole, you know, didn't a, a, a pussy you gonna eat out like nah, I'm not fucking with that shit. I'm not. I'm not. No. There, there's no. gotta be. There's gotta be something to the fact that because look, when we were all, we can't be hypocrites. We were all young and we and like we said, we listened to to explicit lyrics. Yeah, but I didn't like the. I, did, I no, I left when I was in the building and sure and, and goddamn Luke and them was performing. I'd be out the door. No, no, I know, I know. But but what I'm saying is I think there has to be something to the fact that nowadays um, it's not just the music. It's a 360 encompassing culture with, with social media where it's just it's music, it's the video, it's the social following on, on all the social media. It's like sensory overload on on this content on a young sensory mind. Sensory overload, yes. Yeah. And that's got to that's got to in the in the long run do something you know have a negative impact versus you listening to like me listening to NWA and then my mom walking in the room and kicking my my boombox you know like okay it's done that, that I'm not listening tonight anymore right exactly yes you know exactly and it's it's definitely the 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 whole fold of the music plus the social network platforms you know and the sensory overload that's exactly it. So Moni, for the listeners out there that might not know what you're doing these days, can you can you tell us a little bit about where you're at and what you're what you're into? Oh, absolutely. I am in the oh man, I'm in the finishing process of my in my book which encompasses my Ooh. entire life through hip hop. So wow. this my book starts yeah, man, my book starts with me being 13 years old in London, England, in oh, South yeah. London a b-girl spinning on my back and stuff yeah oh, I, got you. I was so, even so you basically just let alley-oop the script to somebody for then the the movie to come out in a few years that's that's where we're going right that's where we're eventually going yeah. so I've, i'm at the finishing yeah i'm at the finishing stages of that so that's going to be really cool um for this year that's going to be a 2019 release um i'm working on um a podcast and some really cool 
global uh, digital content oh. uh, shit. So it's um it's it's a new company that I'm working with. All I can say right now is that it's a it's an inclusive content provider. It's like where you 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 actually get the subscribers involved in what you're doing. It's some crazy ass shit. That's dope. There's some, some, you know, some, yeah, some rich billionaires came up with some shit. You know, people are always trying to improve on uh, what the, the, you know, social networking and, and social networking content. And people are always trying to improve on that. So yeah, these, these, these cats, they got this really cool, crazy idea and um, brought me in on it. So I'm, I'm going to be delivering some really cool um, social network interactive content nice. uh, this year. Also, and aside from that, I, I dabble in I dabble in TV a little bit. I started doing a uh, a podcast with Miss Minnie, who is one of the Little Women of Atlanta. So uh, I've been uh, a reoccurring fixture on the Little Women of Atlanta doing the podcast with uh, Miss Minnie. So you know that's my little TV experience, which is really interesting. Also, so and I'm based out of uh, in Atlanta right now. Nice. Well, you know, in true parenting fashion and fatherhood fashion, we all got to get back to our families, and I'm sure you <laughs> do too. And so we made this podcast short and sweet. So we hope to have you on again, and thank you for being a guest on the Fatherhoods Podcast. Anytime, man. Any anytime, Steve Martin. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, Thank you, thank you Moni. Appreciate it. Have a great night. Bye. <laughs>